0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to see more HemiSync podcasts, such as Episode 8 with Dean Radin, podcasts that aren't necessarily associated with any particular HemiSync product, but simply feature fascinating guests and subjects associated with the frontiers of consciousness research and understanding, please consider joining our exclusive Patreon page and get some great discounts on HemiSync products in the bargain. Hey, thanks for joining us for the HemiSync Podcast. We're joined today by Jackie Haberty, who is about to release her first HemiSync album entitled Journey to the Fifth Dimension. Jackie has spent her entire career in the service of others, whether it be as a social worker, a counselor, a hypnotherapist, a teacher, a healer. Jackie has always been trying to help others discover what is best in them. In particular, Jackie is known for producing a number of intuitively guided meditation exercises that you might find on amazon.com or on her YouTube channel or her website. So I'm pleased to bring you Jackie Haverty. It's been
1: many, many years that I've been on this path, I guess you'd say, um, A lot of it hasn't been so much in my work experience. It began many years ago when my first husband passed away, and he had a near-death experience to begin with. And um, even before that, when I was a child, I was having all kinds of different experiences. But this one, with his death, really precipitated me forward. Um, He was very... He was not into any of this, of course, and and neither was I so much at the time, except for my weird experiences that I had nobody to talk to about. <laughs> um, but when he had a near death experience, he was really um, it changed his whole personality, who he was, and then he went through a horrible death um, just five years after that. And he was still, he just knew where he was going, and he, it, was a, it was a horrible death in one way, but it was a great death in another way because he knew exactly where he was going to go, and he was happy about it. He actually had a happy death, mm-hmm. you know. So, it was really interesting, and that precipitated me because at that time, then I started reading everything on near-death experiences I could. And um, so, I was able to understand a lot, And at that time I was working for social services um, in child protection and adoptions. And um, then I started really changing my viewpoint of everything and wondering why these things happen, why do people go through such horrendous experiences and things like that. And so with those books, I really understood. And then I started getting into other books and um, oh, I'll different types of channelings, and, and especially cryon. I loved cryon. he was my first one, and, and I had all these experiences, I'd be walking along a country lane, you know, where I lived at the time was up north in Dawson Creek, and I would have these experiences of love, all of a sudden I'd have uh, this love hit my heart and it was overwhelming, I didn't know what to make of it, I didn't know what to think of it, um, tears would come to my eyes, I I didn't understand where it came from, at first I thought it was um, somebody loving me, or was I loving somebody to that extent, but it would keep coming up like this, and it was very spontaneous, so, and there's a million other experiences that I had. Um, and it kind of goes back and forth, because I wasn't—I did live in the States for about 13 years, and that was before I moved back to Canada, to northern BC, and I met um, a single parent there, I was a single parent at that time, mm-hmm. and I met another one, she had two daughters, I had two daughters, we went to um, college together to get our degrees, and so on and so forth. I was non-traditional, my whole life has been non-traditional. Um so we became very good friends. We became best friends. And she was an animal communicator. I didn't know it at the time. And I don't think she really knew it. She knew that she could communicate with animals, but she never put any words on it because it was just a natural thing for her to do. So I could keep going on with this. How much do you want me to do?
0: <laughs> no, I, th- I think that was helpful. Uh, so these spontaneous... Um, experiences of love. Um, So those didn't happen to you prior to your husband's difficult death, I I take it. That was a new experience after his passing?
1: Actually, no. That was, um, yeah, that was after his passing. And when I was living up in Dawson Creek, B.C., um, I had moved up there. I had moved back to Canada. He passed away in the States when I was down there. Mm -hmm. And then I had moved back to Canada. And um, so this was... A couple of years later you know that this started happening.
0: So that's very interesting because um, when a loved one goes through a difficult death um, it can oftentimes be as difficult for the people that are going through it with them and the people that they leave behind as it is for the right. actual person that's experiencing it firsthand. Absolutely. And it seems like it can either really shut down any sort of interior experience for the people that are left behind because they feel Mm -hmm. like they can't trust the universe or they lose faith in God or, you know, however they might describe it according to their own belief system. But for you, it was kind of the opposite experience. And
1: yes, it was.
0: Yeah. So what do you think it was about it for you that created this huge opening for you?
1: Well, because I, I, um, kind of experienced that with him and then um, I read all those books and it really hit my heart I really knew that it was true I had no doubt about it whatsoever so my experience then was to look inside myself because I knew um, that everything was within me you know somehow I just I had these knowings and so that's when I started really searching inside and it wasn't just that it was like So walking on a hill one time, I was taking my dog for a walk and up in northern BC, and um, all of a sudden, I went into an altered state. And the grass, the trees, the ground, everything, the sky, everything around me, even my hands turned to like molecules, atoms, molecules, just vibrating. Everything was just vibrating, you know, and at that time... um, I looked over to the left, and I saw myself, I'm an observer, as well as the person that I was looking at, laying there on the ground, dying, and I knew that was me, um, and I and I knew I kept saying, put me in the sun, lay me in the sun, I want to see the light when I die, I want to see the light before I die, and I remember seeing five men, or what I felt was five men around me with shovels. So I thought, well, I was either in an earthquake or buried somehow, and they had, you know, dug me out, whatever, and I wanted to be placed in the sun. And then I saw my girlfriend, where I was living at the time, and she was holding my hand, and I was laying there, and all I could see was her bright, bright blue eyes looking into my eyes and she was looking down at me as I was laying on the ground and she said, are you ready? And I said, yes. And then we went together. Now, I don't know and I I haven't talked to her since because I moved from there. I don't know if um, she was already on the other side and was helping me over and we were, I know that we were supposed to work on the other side. We had gotten this message previous to that Um, or if she was on this side and had been there with me. Anyway, that was just one of my experiences. I went to her house the next day, and I told her what had happened, and um, all she did was grab me, and we both started crying. She said I had the same experience last night, exactly the same. So it was really interesting, and I've had so many of those types of experiences, Um, and I moved continually continually. I was always moving and I remember my guide saying many years ago, um, pack lightly because that was my path, you know, constant moves. So with that, I want to say that I never had or maintained um, a business because I did a lot of stuff for free when I I was always taking courses because I really wanted to discover what was inside of us. Um, But I never maintained a long-term business because, you know, after I left social services, um, I moved again. And um, I had a lot of clients, but they were free. They were friends of friends and people that I knew. And I would just do it for free because I loved doing it. And I started doing it um, just with with um, my intuition, through my intuitive, intuitive abilities, you know, and just doing the energy work and the chakra balancing, and then. These um, guides would come in and be working with me. I could see them, or they would give me a message for the person on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes the angels were there. I would see them around. Another time, a young boy I was working with, um, he had his grandparents come in, and I didn't know they had crossed over, but they had, and they gave them a message through me. So I worked in many different ways, and I worked with a transpersonal hypnotherapy
0: mm-hmm. as
1: well. I think I, I um, mentioned that before. Um, and the reason I got into that is because I really knew that there was a better way of healing people and helping people, particularly when I was working um with social services and the ministry and the and the children and the families, you know that needed so much help. I knew there was a better way to do that. So that's when I really went into that and started learning about it and taking training in it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything at that time. <clears throat> you know, I really go ahead.
0: And so, how has your work and your extraordinary experience um, informed these exercises that you produced, many of which are on I are. are <laughs> many of which are on YouTube or on Amazon, Mm. uh, and some people have been experiencing for years. How did that kind of lead to those?
1: Well, when I was with my um, best friend in the States, um, after a while, when I moved back to Canada, she started having a lot of problems down there. And she lost, she was running the Humane Society and she lost everything. So I said, well, come on up here, you know, I've been learning this um, this hypnotherapy and maybe I can work with you and see what's going on. So she came up and I started working with her and the very first time she started channeling. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing, and it was an amazing experience. And she went to a place called the Crystal Palace, Mm -hmm. and she explained it to me. I didn't tell her about it or anything. I never even knew it existed at that time. This was like 30 years ago. And um, she explained that's where she met her guides and angels, and she, you know, as she was channeling, she would explain what it looked like. And my guide was there. And that was the beginning of so many conversations with our guides and angels, and I was still getting that information as well. But I was—it was through the head and not—not not so much. Well, it was through the heart as well. But I just knew things, and so I'd write these scripts of the Crystal Palace and and the different um, things that I did for the the CDs. It was all my own experiences, except for the beginning and the ending. You know, it was typical hypnotherapist hypnosis stuff um but the the middle of it was the stuff that i put in it was my own experiences and i really wanted people to experience what i had experienced and what the guides had said and and through the channels and everything and i and i just knew (laughs) i just knew how to do it you know so i decided i'd do it and i made five of them yeah um and then i just started moving again (laughs) and finally when I retired I just kind of gave it up so now I'm just channeling with groups just bringing in that energy
0: gotcha and so the Crystal Palace is featured in this hemisync exercise then you also take us to the fifth dimension can you tell us about what that represents
1: okay the fifth dimension is actually we're there but we don't quite know it yet. You know, um, some of us understand it It's a place of complete love, unconditional love. And, you know, most people don't really know what unconditional love is because they have expectations, they have conditions on their love. Um, you know, something happens to a couple or, or um, family members or whatever, and, um, you know, they, they get into judging each other. In the fifth dimension, there is no judgment, there is only unconditional love, everything is love. And what, what they're teaching now, which I didn't have at the time, um, is that everything you look at outside of yourself, everything, regardless of what it looks like, is made from love.
0: Mm-hmm
1: is produced from love. So, the fifth dimension is this, and this is exactly where we're going. You know, we're kind of on the bridge now, going back and forth, but the fifth dimension is that pure, unconditional love will be in, compassion, there will be no illness in the fifth dimension, and that's why I made that, to help people resolve and transform their illnesses, their um, mental Um, problems, their emotional problems, so that they could transform that to the light that they are, because everything is light and love. And if they could transform that through through that crystal palace and through that table, that beautiful table, and, and have this beautiful light coming through them and transforming that and bringing it back in their body, the beautiful transformed light, that's what we're doing. We're here as transformers of that light. Um, so I wanted to make that for people so that they could create that fifth dimension in their own space, you know, in their own hearts and become that.
0: Lovely. So this really sounds like a name that you've given to some of these experiences that you've described, um, feeling yourself touched in your heart or experiencing yourself as love, uh, walks in nature or experiencing yourself as molecules or particles of light. This is Mm -hmm. all kind of fifth dimension.
1: Yes, it is. It is very much so, very much so. Um, yeah, it's fifth dimension, but we're actually um, going from fifth, and when we ascend, we'll actually be going into the twelfth dimension, because the twelfth dimension is that area, that space where we overlook all eleven dimensions, it's like our soul, our our soul self, our, call it our higher self, whatever. Um, but it's looking over all those eleven dimensions of us, because we are in eleven dimensions. But all of that is within us, and we keep, you know, looking on the outside of us to um, create, and it's the creation, everything, we're our universes, we're a multidimensional inside of us, you know? So, I think that's the most wonderful news that we, there's no going backwards. We're already experiencing this in so many ways. So, yeah.
0: And so um, what are the significance of the dimensions between 5th and 12th?
1: Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, I have to say that because I just know that um, I didn't study that part of it, but I just know that the 12th dimension is is the, um, the perspective of everything, you know, and having that beautiful perspective that everything is on purpose and everything is love and expanding. We're just expanding and expanding. We can go into the ninth now. We can go into the 10th. We can go into the 11th because we are that. We exist in those dimensions too. And it's like there's, there's aspects of us that, Exist in in multiple um, dimensions and multiple realities, you know. And those aspects of us, we can go and 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 visit even at this point
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, within this this fifth dimensional energy. You know, we can draw in those energies. Well, draw out, I guess, if you. If everything's inside, we can draw those energies within us to change us, to help us um, expand who we are because we are multidimensional and we live in all of those dimensions. Um, it's an expansion of who we are in those dimensions. We're perfect. <laughs> we're, we're imperfect here, but with all of those dimensions, we are perfect.
0: So I'm curious, uh, how much of this... Um dimensional understanding comes from a um, received wisdom. And then um, how much of it comes from sort of a teaching lineage and what is that lineage?
1: Well, it's mostly um, from my own experiences because I know I can see myself. I know I'm in a different dimension there. Um, And also, the experiences melded with my my guides, I call them Ad and I. Um, it's like a, a huge uh, angels, angelic beings, or whatever you want to call them. But it's that energy, and they teach me and my girlfriend as well. And we were we had multiple conversations, personal conversations with her guides, my guides through her. That was years ago. So this has been going on for years. But they're really teaching people about the love and about non-judgment and and how we judge ourselves and how we need to quit judging ourselves, whether it's killing a bug or um, whatever. They talk about everything outside of ourselves and how we judge it. And this is where we're not. This is where we're going in the in the fifth dimension. So all of this is kind of melded together. Mm-hmm. It's all like a trajectory that's happened throughout my life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of melded together into into um, these beautiful, wonderful light beings called Adonai. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so everything has been created for this path. And some of it has been, especially the transpersonal hypnotherapy has been taught to me and I've taken a lot of energy courses and so on and so forth, but I've never worked with any of them specifically. I take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and Mm -hmm. what I know and kind of meld it together um, into my intuitive ways of helping people, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's all I've done.
0: I do a really? lot of that, too. Yeah, you take what <laughs> serves you and... You
1: exactly, and what the serves behind. the person on the
0: table, yeah. because you know
1: it's them that's going to be doing the their own healing. You know, right. you're just opening the doors. Right. And so yeah.
0: one of the other things that you reference in this exercise is this concept of 12 strands of DNA. Can you just mm-hmm. tell us a bit about that?
1: Well, from my understanding, the 12 strands of DNA are the 12 dimensions. Mm-hmm. They're within the twelve dimensions and we have um, two and we're going into the three strands within the fifth dimension. We are already doing that. Um, and you know, Ad and I has been saying lately that um, we think of the, the children that are being born now, they're they're amazing children. So many of them. They're already um, Melded with their their interdimensional selves and those those um, twelve dimensional DNA. You know they already understand that they have them inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't see them, so they're really hard for scientists to recognize them. But we know that that's where we're going. And when we get to the twelve dimensional DNA, we'll be there. We'll we'll be ascended. Um, we'll be light beings. We'll be beings of crystalline light. You know, so that's the way I understand it as, as sort of dimensional.
0: Gotcha. And so, in this model of reality, um, it, what are kind of the physical dimensions, I and mean, then where did do the, does the non-physical start?
1: The physical is form. It's of Earth only. Is and we are spirit. We are energy. We are light. Everything is light. Even the the plants, the animals, the rocks, the the earth, everything is light, and it's just frequencies of light, you know, um, and we are, I guess, on 3D, low light, or, <laughs> you know, a denser frequency of light, mm-hmm. and that's what we're expanding into, is more and more light, so um, we are of the earth, everything in our bodies is in the earth. So we are physical forms that will stay on the earth, um, except for ascension, that's going to be another another few years, another couple hundred probably, maybe, I don't know, we're going pretty fast, it's us that are creating it. Um, so. The physicality is what is, is on the earth, you know, we'll be part of the earth again, same with everything else. I don't know how to define that. We're spirits, I think we're spirits having a human experience. We're beautiful lights having this wonderful human experience, you know, um, learning to create and to expand and to grow, so that's what I see us as, and our physicality, our our senses, we're... We are to love and to laugh and to enjoy and and to see things and to taste things and to experience. This is our experiences on earth, our senses, you know. So this is what we're here for. Yes. To expand that.
0: Yes. (laughs) And to do these exercises. Um,
1: Yes, exactly. I think the guided imagery on this
0: exercise is really lovely and, you know, at least helped me to really... Um, have an experience that felt very vivid. Um, mm. And mm. your voice has a lovely quality to it as well. So, um,
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. And that was a
0: few years ago. <laughs> it's lovely voice. But um, I think people are going to enjoy this. Uh, thanks right. a lot for thank recording Journey to the Fifth uh, Dimension with us. And mm. we look forward to You're everyone's most feedback. most welcome. Yeah, thank you.
1: I'm honored to be part of this. Thank you simply honored.
0: Thank you. Well, um, I hope we can chat again. And uh, thank you. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time.
1: Okay, thanks, Garrett. Bye-bye. Take care.